When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Thrilled, Josh. Thrilled to be close to the end of this um, this stretch of mad FPL, right? As we're going to preview game week 30 here, which yep. has a, a ton of blank fixtures. We just, we're in the midst of game week 29, which has three or four double fixtures, as did 28. Uh, let's make things normal again. We talk about making fantasy fun. Let's make fantasy normal, okay? Yeah, it's it, it's been a lot. I mean, I think it's been it's been exciting, you know. Yeah. But just like just like a a James Bond movie, Brandon, where you have um, you know a relentless train, you know, like I don't know, fighting on top of a train, uh-huh. followed by um, you know jumping into a helicopter, whatever, you know. Yeah. There's usually been a down scene where he goes to the beach and like hangs out with. You know, Halle Berry or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and that's I'm I'm ready for like the the down stretch. You know, I, I'm ready for the Halle Berry portion of the season. I I, I we're like we're it'll be game week 31 after this. So yeah. I'm not sure how many how much time we're gonna have, but uh yeah, it's 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 been a, it's just I think it's been um it's been entertaining, it's been engaging, but I think it has worked everyone's strategic bones. You know, <laughs> to like right. to the raw. It's just like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of thinking that's, that that we've had to put in these weeks. And you know, you think about um, and of course that that can be very fun. You know, when things work out. Uh, but you think back to game week one, and sometimes it is nice to just be like, all right, I got my team here. My transfer this week is very simple. Yep. You know, like assuming there's no injuries, I'm going to go player X to player B. Yeah. Player X to, I don't know where I got, came with those two letters, player X to player B. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like racers in Speed Racer, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's like a controller buttons, you know? So, uh, but as, yeah, so usually, you know, th- and then you're like, great. And then I can just like, do other things, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but I think that's, it's been very intense right now, like trying to keep up with everything. And also, you know, still, still a little bit of COVID. I mean, I mean, you know, a little bit in the premier league, obviously a lot yeah. everywhere still. And, you know, just a lot, a lot, a lot happening in the world. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a long preamble to say that it's, it's game week 30. And as a reminder, there's an international break after game week 30, which Brennan, you actually had to remind me of before we recorded this pod. So yeah, yeah. It, I think it impacts yeah. me as I'm looking to wildcard during the international break. The international yep. break can tend to be a good time to reset. Uh, yep. You can, you can accommodate uh, various injuries or players who have, who've traveled a lot, et cetera. So I think it is, yeah, really important to note as we move from 30 to 31, there's going to be an extended break. Yeah. And I think that'll be um, a, a good reset for everybody. And you'll have a chance to really figure out what you need to do. You know, yeah. I think I, I'd say right around game week 31 is when you really need to consider what kind of manager you want to be this season. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, do you want to, you know, it's like if you're on the racetrack, right? So do you want to ease your way into eighth place and just be okay with that? Or are you going to really go nuts and and maybe finish 
first or second or finish 30th, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's a, the kind of assessment that's a little easier to make, I think, once we're through this, this big blank. And so, um, so game week 29 is we're you know, it's still happening. Uh, we have four matches still to go, I believe. Um, yeah, four matches. We have a uh, palace, palace, Man city tomorrow, Brighton Spurs and Arsenal Liverpool on Wednesday. And that is a very exciting double. I'm really looking forward to both those matches. Yeah. And then Everton Newcastle um, on Thursday, which I guess has a sort of connoisseur's appeal, Brandon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Some people out there will be like peak schadenfreude seeing how bad is it going to get for Frank Lampard <laughs> and other people, yeah. you know, will be the anti Newcastle crowd. Or, you know, you've got actual fans of both of these clubs that will yeah. be tuning in. Or you can just sit back with a, you know, glass of Merlot or whatever mm. and be like, oh, indeed. You know, and just like, oh, you know, just enjoy, enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. El- Everton being in an actual relegation battle, not on my uh, bingo card of things to yeah. happen this season. That is, uh, you know, and it, it, it's, it feels very real after today's match, doesn't it? Like, really, it, it, yeah. it does. Yeah. And I think it would. It it feels so real because Everton's performances have just been so bad uh, of late. Yeah. You don't really see how these. It's not like the results are betraying the type of team they are. No, they are just, they are just that bad yeah. at the moment. It's just like it, it's not clicking. And I, I think there's. I mean, well, listen, we're not, this is not an Everton podcast, but it does feel like um, there's just been a lot of a lot of purchases made the last few years, and I'm not sure they all have synced up and, and that's yeah. sort of, this is like what can, this is like what happened with Fulham, right? And yeah. it's sort of, you know, right. yeah. Really and then you get on the uh, managerial merry-go-round at the same time, which clubs uh, like Fulham did fell prey to. Yep. And it just spirals down yep. all the way down, Joshua turtles all the way down, Brandon. <laughs> so go. game week 29, I am, uh, I believe I have one, two, three, four. I have eight players left to play in, uh, in game week 29. 29 and yeah. I'm, on, I'm on 62 i did take a four point hit not looking great at the moment um could have just used those eight killman points probably instead of taking a four to bring sure. in matt doherty but the way i saw it i was making a move ahead of game week 30 um i you know i i decided going into this week i just could not figure out a way to get harry Kanan that made sense that didn't just kind of wreck my team yeah and if I was on a wild card, I could probably do it. But just as it was, it just, there was, it was just too, too many sacrifices would have had to, you know, I mean, I would have had to drop Rafinha and him and as, um, on like a minus eight to make it happen. And, you know, even just the seven points they got would have been enough to maybe make that not worthwhile. Now, of course you could argue that Kane is a good long-term buy, but I really would have, I, you know, I would have had a Marty, like, do I really want a Leicester defender? You know, we'll talk more about that on the, on our free hit 30 discussion in a second here. Um, so 62, um, it basically keeps me almost exactly where I was before, which is right at 20 K. Uh, my OR right now is 20,555. Um, and I think uh, maybe uh, with with auto subs, it's like only a couple hundred higher than that. It hasn't been like a really sub heavy um, week so far. So we may see more of that tomorrow because Cancelo. I don't yeah. think we know yet if he's going to play. Um, yeah, so, fingers crossed that he does not play. I was thinking of you. Yeah. So how are you doing uh, right now? Yeah, I made one transfer for free going into twenty nine, and that was Jared Bowen to Saka. We were just saying you know, it was a vintage Saka game. 
to the against Leicester, spent you know every five minutes uh, on the ground, crumpled up, crying, and um, okay, that's a li- that's a little <laughs> harsh. I, I you you were saying this, I was not agreeing with this. I I think he's been he's been excellent recently. You know, this is classic kind of how your season has been, by the way, which is just uh, yeah. I always get the know. bad version of players and, and, and never <laughs> yeah. never the good version. Um, yeah. And and so it goes with Connor Cody, who is on my bench with his fourteen points. Um, he will come in if Cancelo is a no-show against Palace tomorrow. And yeah, it's it's unclear whether he will. He was back in training, but yep. you know, it's just one day of training. Uh is 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 Pep gonna risk? He's played a lot of minutes. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm very hopeful, and that would be transformative yeah. because I'm I'm on 52 with five players to play, and I'm essentially on a gray dot right now. And I think I've got the potential of a green arrow here. Uh, if if some of my players do things like so, Ben White, Saka, uh, Sandigo, um, yeah, Trent, and and it, yeah, come on, Cody, come on, baby. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is possible. It does feel like a spot where you could you could probably play Kyle Walker and and Zinchenko probably right. Mm-hmm. You know, Zinchenko on the left and Walker on the right, and and away to Palace. I mean, that that, that you know that could be a banana peel. I mean, the problem is they're they're sort of in the same spot that Liverpool are in right now where it's just really hard to, to not play yeah. your best 11 each week because one slip up could, could be the title. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. um, kind of really looking for, I think it's game week 31 or two when you have that, uh, that man city Liverpool game. And that is like pretty much the game of the year. Right. I mean, that's going to yeah. be it right there. And if Liverpool can win that match, I think it's at the Etihad. Um, then it's, it's all on. So it's uh, Sunday, April 10th uh, in game week okay. 32. Oh, 32. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So it's, yeah, but a month away, right. That, that tells you we got, we got a ways to go still. And yeah. actually I'm relieved about that because I'm doing a 40th birthday trip and uh, that's, that's the next week when I leave Brands, so I will be able to, to watch that game. I know a huge relief there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, so I, I think, um, you know, a lot to come on 29. I feel like it's, um, the story has not been told. I think the the Spurs Brighton game is pretty huge uh, for for lots of us. I think yeah. um, you know I don't have Kane, uh, nor do I have Saka for that matter. So I'm, I'm sweating those those two out in a big way. Saka's effective ownership is like I feel like 83 percent in the top 100k. It was way higher than I expected it to be. Um, I think it was the Bowen injury that really did it right because if you yeah. if, if he wasn't injured, you probably wouldn't make that move because he plays in 30. Yeah. You know, it would have been kind of a for too sure. lateral. Yeah. Yep, exactly my thoughts, and that was just what I did. I had uh, I had Bowen. I wanted to keep him to keep a spot in game week thirty, but uh, it's yep. just the uncertainty and the fact that Arsenal doubled in twenty nine. Um, it just it was so easy for me. And of course, yeah, uh, could have just played could have played anybody off my bench this and, is just the, yeah this is how it goes i mean that's how i felt last you know it's it's just uh i mean I, yeah i have um I've, yeah i've got the eight points from uh from kilman on my bench right yeah. now and uh so yeah so we'll we'll see what happens we'll see what we'll, let's we'll check in on uh on thursday evening brandon after we've yeah. uh, finished our merlot and watched uh Newcastle Everton, which is like a giant match, by the way. I we were kind of joking about it earlier, but it really is a huge match now for yes. the relegation battle. Um, you know, pretty big one. So it is. I fear yeah. I, I I think Newcastle will have the upper hand because you know they are in really good form, even though yeah. they're they're on the road. Newcastle will be really confident going into that game. 
So um, there's a question here, uh, and obviously this week's pod, we're going to, in just a second here, we're going to dive into Game Week 30, really just looking almost exclusively at Game Week 30. Um, you know, with, I mean, one eye, you know, I don't have a wild card left, um, so I have to be really cautious of some of my moves. So we will be keeping an eye on fixtures t- to follow 30. Yeah. Uh, but this one is such a tricky one, right? Because you only have... Um, you have four matches, uh, eight teams play 12 don't. So, um, if you know, uh, there's a lot of big decisions to make, do you play the free hit? Do you field nine players? Do you burn eight? Um, I tried to just before this pod, Brandon mock mm-hmm. up a free hit team, like just mm-hmm. to see what I would do if I were on one. I can't imagine like, we'll talk about the defenders. It is, it is like, just like, there's no, I don't see a, a single clean sheet in, in game week 30. It's, yeah, it's really tricky. Um, so, and even someone fun like Pereira, who you might consider for the first time this season, uh, now has a hamstring injury, right? And so it's like the <laughs> one guy, you know, so even the wild cards are, are sort of tricky. Uh, but uh, I had a, a question from Danny Boyle. I said, um, being conservative with hits doesn't seem to be rewarding uh, and it's not enjoyable. It's not making fantasy fun again. I'm thinking a minus four, at least for each of the remaining game weeks, is that too much double exclamation point? No yeah. question mark. Well, there <laughs> was a double question mark. <laughs> there was a pretty vibrant conversation happening amongst our uh, Patreon supporters about, you know, the, the various theories and philosophies about transfer hits and what kind of manager um, benefits from them. And I, I, I remain unconvinced that there is a right or a wrong answer to a minus four. Like it is the right way or the wrong way to manage. Some managers who win FPL one season will say, I did it without a single hit. And others will win and say, I took a hit every game week. And it is, it's just so context dependent. I think that there are, there are moments where it, it, it's pretty cut and dry when you want to take a hit because you've got an injured player. Um, Just get rid of them. Uh, at whatever cost, there are moments where you don't have uh, a player who's going to be widely captained and you'll take a hit to get them in just to to keep up with the pack. And then looking ahead to game week 30, yep. um, it's something I've thought a lot about because uh, as of right now, I have seven playing assets in my fantasy team. So now I have to think about um, is a minus eight justifiable uh, here? Um and we can talk yeah. a little bit more about like my personal feelings about my team when we when we when we talk through yeah. my game week thirty plans. But it's it's just I, I think managers out there. It's I think I agree with what you said, Josh. There's probably not a single defender out there who'd be worth a minus four yeah. this week. But there yeah. are lots of attacking players who are worth a minus four or even yeah. a minus eight. And I think you know, and I know you sort of spoke broadly, and then and then specifically about game week thirty and. I think we can talk more about the game of 30 part of it in a, in a second here, but I, I think I do think my philosophy is changing a little bit. I mean, I, I would have said going to the season that I, you know, take a minus eight, you know, once every two seasons or so, right? Like it's just, yeah. it's just not like a, it's just not a thing I like to do. Um, I generally feel like I'd rather just wait a week, you know, and get a player without, without taking the hit. Um, and that's, it's served me very well uh, over the years, but I think the, the last, th- this year in particular has just been so crazy. I mean, I've taken minus eights like, I had a stretch in December with, you know, with all the chaos where I was doing it almost every week, you know, like I was in minus eight, three or four weeks in a row. And, um, so it kind of, it kind, but you know, the thing about it, it was, it didn't really hurt me as much as I was expecting it to. And it was almost like it kind of like, um, it, it just, 
shifted my approach a little bit because I was, you know, I know it was like, a, it was kind of a crazy circumstance with COVID and all that stuff, but it was sort of like, right, you can do this and it can work. So, I mean, it's, it is kind of boring to be like, yeah, the context matters, but I think, I think there are times when it's just, uh, it is fun to do it. It's in like, but you have to like, you just have to know that it might not work. And I think that's, that's, yeah. you know, you just have to accept like, you know, you can't like, um, like just kill you, you know, do you, I don't know, you, you just don't want to like, you know, just drive yourself crazy afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, if things don't go well, you know, if you can, if you can deal with the players you transferred out, possibly pulling a counter Cody, right. And getting yeah. 14 points or I know you didn't try some, but like, I know like mm-hmm. a couple people did this week and you know, it's like, if you can, if you can deal with that and laugh it off, then I think it is worth doing because sometimes the worst thing that you can do, the thing that will make fantasy least fun is just to have the same team as everybody else and just feel like, you know, the best I can hope for this week is a gray arrow. You know, it's like this yeah. is like the worst feeling to go on a week when you're just kind of like, I just hope I don't lose as much as much as I think I could, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one differential yeah. player has to get an assist. Otherwise, yeah. I lose yeah. all my head to heads. Exactly. And that's I think that's what what one that has is the one thing I've really liked about this 26 to 30 stretch is that it does feel like even this week, this 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 um this game week, this weekend, yeah. it felt like almost everybody was in that 30 to 50 percent ownership range. You know, like Lacazette yeah. scored a goal, didn't get bonus points, but just because he was only 30 percent owned, that was a nice you yeah. know, um, that helps, helps, you know, help my rank. Yeah. So transfer so, hits yeah. are basically, it's a green arrow or a red arrow. So I feel like it's wrong to focus on the transfer hits. It's less, did the transfer, tran- did the transfers regardless of the cost work or not? Did you get a green arrow or did you yeah. get a red arrow? Now there's the argument of like, well, if a transfer hits, probably you're looking at long-term points accumulation so you can't tell if the transfer penalty worked after just one game week but like we were saying last week to beleaguered managers who are just having like bad game week after bad game week recently um you know what's going to make you feel really good a green arrow and it's the same with your transfer policy and you're going to feel great if you take a transfer hit and it works out you're yeah. going to feel bad if you take a transfer hit and it doesn't. Yeah. I was feeling <laughs> so a your little theory, annoyed. So your theory yeah. on like transfer hits is going to change <laughs> depending week yeah. to week. Yeah. When Dan James, who I dropped for Kulisevsky, uh, got an assist like three minutes into that Norwich match, I was like, ah, like I was like, I, I just hold him. But then, of course, he did nothing the rest of the game and got a yeah. yellow card laid on. And I was like, right. This is why you do this because yeah. you just sometimes you need these players out of your team. And sometimes the yeah. only way to do it is to burn four. I mean, so now it's like Kulisov's already outscored by one point, right? So even if I only get two points from him at midweek, it's, I basically paid off the hit, you know? Yeah. And like, so it's sort of, um, you know, it, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, if you feel like you're bringing in real quality and you're not just bringing in like a total punt, um, I think it is um, maybe a little more worthwhile than I have, um, been open to, um, in previous seasons. So anyway, I, you know, there's a lot, there's a big game week coming up. So, you know, I feel like I, I, I thought it was an interesting question. It's something I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah. I don't know if I have fully, fully, um, fully formed thoughts on it yet, but yeah. I do think next season, for example, I will be more open to taking a random minus eight just to shake things up a little bit. Um, you know, and, and sort of set myself up long-term or, or just really gun, you know, gun for it and a big double game week or something like that. So, yeah. Um, all right, Brandon, Patreon, uh, you talked about Patreon a minute ago, our Patreon yeah. Slack. Um, if you want to say thanks, support the cheaters, that would be awesome. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Brandon mentioned all the Slack conversations that have been going on um, around all sorts of things, things large and small, Brandon. It, it occasionally tips over to the geopolitical 
Brandon, and in the in the appropriate channels, it does. It's at the top of yeah. everyone's mind right now, Josh. That's true. Say. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the, each each month, the high scoring manager of the month uh, wins the Dean's List Manager of the Month award, mm-hmm. and they get our Make Fantasy Fun Again T-shirt for free. We'll sh- we'll yeah. give that to you for free and ship it to you for free. Um, and uh, we do extra podcast each week, as as most of you know. Every Thursday evening, we record uh, a brand new pod. Uh, sometimes earlier or later, depending on when it's uh, most appropriate and mm. helpful for our managers to do so. Exactly. So again, that website is patreon.com slash always cheating. Support us, get more FPL content in return. It's as simple as that. Josh, we're going to take a quick break, come back, talk about our own Game Week 30 plans, and give our listeners here uh, a real guide to navigating this blank Game Week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bernard, back game week 30 kicks off on Friday. So that's a, that's an important thing to know. And Brandon, this is a, a rare treat for Americans, a yeah. rare treat, which is that daylight savings time, or is it the other way around? I, we're in daylight savings time now, right? Is that what we just we sprang forward? I yeah, which, I, I, which I couldn't, I couldn't attest to no, Josh. I just know <laughs> that we're going to get a little bit more daylight in the evenings now. Yeah. That's great. That's going to make everyone a lot happier. It's great. So we have we have a what would normally be a like a real workday kind of match. The uh, Wolves Leeds match on Friday kicks off at four p.m. Right? Yeah. It's almost an evening game. Yeah. Uh, so that is that is exciting. Um, and then we have um, just three other matches in the weekend. We have one match. This that's because it's an, it's an FA Cup weekend. So the FA Cup is really dominating. There's a handful of Premier League matches that are that are 
are still being squeezed in because the, the teams playing don't have any FA Cup commitments. Uh, so you have Villa Arsenal. But what, by the way, one year we're going to have just one match, right? It's going to work out like every Premier League team makes it, and we're going to have yeah. it's going to be just like Brentford Newcastle or something. <laughs> what I mean, what a what a quirk of the game because you know the reason this happens is you have to have thirty eight game weeks, I guess, yeah, for it I to guess. work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we could have yeah. 30, you know, game week 38 plus or whatever the heck it was we did uh, during COVID season. Right. Um, right. You, you would think like, why don't we just play 37 game weeks and have uh, more doubles, big, big scores. <laughs> People love points. Um, but yeah. this is, this is the way it is. Yeah. So it's a, it's a funky game week. Thankfully there are enough players that we can sort of enough matches that we can field a full uh, 11 or close to it. But so you have Wolves leads on Friday, uh, Villa Arsenal on Saturday, and then on Sunday, Brenny, you got a heavy slate. Heavy slate. You got Leicester, Leicester Brentford, and Spurs West Ham. Yeah, we're going to have to tune into Goal Rush to follow all the action there. Exactly, it's going to be a lot to a lot to handle. Um, so, I actually, what, what, what's fun about this weekend, uh, and we'll talk actual fantasy here in a second, is I think these are all good matches. I'm sort of interested in all of them, right? Yeah. Like uh, Wolves leads, like leads have been, you know. Not so hot under Marsh, but they had a stirring comeback win. Mm-hmm. Maybe that fires them up a little bit. Villa Arsenal, I believe any score for that one, right? Like I could believe Arsenal yes. winning. I could believe, I mean, Villa just crushed Southampton at home a yeah. week before. I, so I could see them winning that match as well. Um, Leicester Brentford could be fun because I actually would probably favor Brentford to win that match, um, given the form they're in right now. Interesting. And, okay. And then um, they've been kind of quietly excellent the last couple of weeks. Um, and then, and then Spurs West Ham and Spurs have just been, uh, you know, kind of a little yo-yo-y like, you know, fantasy wise, they've been, they've been great, but from an Mm -hmm. actual, um, you know, from an actual premier league table perspective, maybe they haven't quite, you know, made it across the line yet. Very much so. And I think West Ham is, is the, is the op- not the opposite they're like the mirror image of of spurs too where they have been in a yo-yo phase of their season yeah. um i don't know if they topped out or what but yeah i think brentford leicester i don't know it, like having christian erickson in their starting lineup is now a little bit of magic dust on them and their mentality i still don't believe ivan tony um, and that's a personal problem, Josh, yeah. because he did five goals in the last uh, he, two matches. He, he did bad things to me earlier in this <laughs> season, and I'm not ready to forgive no. him. I think ta- Tabula Rasa was, you know, it was aspirational for you. You know, Some, <laughs> it may take a couple seasons to get there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I'm interested to talk about Ivan Tony and forwards with my own personal squad, and I, I guess well, just like let's to get right to, into, to, yeah, Let's get right into it. Yeah, so I've got seven players uh, to field, and that's assuming you know everyone stays fit. I'm mm-hmm. planning a minus four to bring okay. in Kulishevsky for Mo Salah, and Harry Kane comes in for Emmanuel Dennis. Okay. But then I'm missing players. I will have no playing goalkeeper, and I'll only have two players in the defense, Ben White and Connor Cody. Okay. And as we discussed, like, I, I've, I've looked at like, which goalkeepers would I bring in? Which defenders would I bring in? And it's, I, it's hard to fine. bet on any clean sheet this week. So I'm kind of like a minus four, an additional yep. minus four for a goalkeeper or a defender. I kind of feel like I'm just at, at level, if not better off, just fielding nine at yeah. that point. I completely agree. I'm really glad that I put together a mock-up 
free hit team um, uh, before the pod. And I, we can talk about that in a second because I, I post it here, Brandon, in our show notes. But um, I think that you're right. I can't, I can't see a single defender that's worth the minus four in game week 30, not a single one. Uh, and so I think, I think that you're right. And, and I think Salah out, you know, feels controversial or whatever, but the, you know, the thing is because he went to AFCON, we all dropped him or most of us did. And um, so you kind of, any value you built up from having him from game week one is kind of gone anyway. So, yeah. you know, and you got the wild card, so you can bring him right back in. If you wild right. card in game week 31, then he just comes right back. So yeah. um, I like those moves a lot. I think they're, I think they're great actually. Yeah. And then otherwise you've got what? Saka, Coutinho, Rafinha, Son, Jimenez, Cody White. I mean, that seems yeah. like enough, honestly. Yeah, it, it feels good. And what's interesting about Ivan Tony, and actually, uh, you know, despite what I've just said, it would be tempting because it does seem fun. That Brentford team is, you know, the flywheel is spinning for them and they can yeah. they can score goals again. But because of the nature of my midfield, I'm playing five. And right. Therefore, I can only play two sense. forwards. So I'll have Jimenez yeah. and Kane. And I so I can't have... Tony, just a quirk of my team. So um, I ran into that on my mock-up too, where I was like, well, I mean, you know, if you're on a free hit, it's actually fine. The, my mock-up team had like 7 million left over. So you could get anybody for that third forward spot, you know, if you're playing five across the middle and just, yeah. and just have them as a, as a good bench option. Yeah. Yeah. What so about you? What it looks like you, uh, you've got a full 11 at this point. Are you yeah. thinking of making any moves here? Well, I, yeah, I am. So I, I've got a full 11, but, you know, eight Nori, I would say, is like 50-50 at absolute best to start. You know, yeah. I just don't really see um, that feels a little too risky to me with a free transfer because it would be tempting to just hold my transfer and just yeah. not and just and just not do anything there. But I think uh, what I'm going to do is um, is move uh, Broya to um, to Tony. Uh, it just kind of makes the most sense. Um, I, you know, I, Ianacho, Daka, they're just, you know, they're, they're just not reliable enough. I really, I have high hopes for Daka long-term. I think in a year or two, we could be talking about him as a, as a, you know, excellent fantasy asset, but we're not there yet. Um, so, you know, I don't have enough money to bring in Kane, so that's just how it's going to be. And that's just, I'm, so be it. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I've got, I've got Doherty, Aitnori, Tierney, Kilman across the back, Ramsdale on goal. And then Coutinho, Rafinha, Son, Kulisevsky in the middle, and then Jimenez, Lacazette up front. So I really have most of the other players that you'd want. You know, like if I free hit, I'm not sure how much different it would look, really. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then so the move then would just be Broya to Tony and hope I get something uh, from him in that match. He's in great form and um, he's cheap. Right. So long term, I don't feel like he puts me in a terrible spot. You know, if I have him, and I, you know, it's, I don't feel like I've got to burn a transfer like immediately to get him out. Right. Um, yeah. So, and he, he's know. he's no worse than Broha at the moment. I mean, Southampton, yeah. um, you know, won the on the beach uh, quickest title yeah. this season. Yeah. It's just the wheel. The wheels have come off. I mean, they still have the FA Cup to play for, which is is yeah. good for them. But I would not be sad to see Broha leave my team. No, it, it's still, it's, it remains a shame that, that Southampton didn't, uh, have a bat. I mean, like, uh, it, I, I, it would have been much more convenient even yeah. with his bad form just to, just to yeah. start him. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, so it's kind of a tricky one. Um, and so I think, I, but I think that's, that, that's kind of the simplest move. We'll talk more about forwards in a second. I mean, I, honestly, we could do it right now. Right. So I've got this, I've got this empty spot and I think here, let me just see if I could do this just out of curiosity. If I drop Broha. That would only get me to seven point three. I don't think that would be enough for me to bring in Bamford because I think that would be the one, mm-hmm. um, the one other forward that might be, yeah, Bamford seven point seven. So, um, 
Right. So you have Wolves and Leeds. You've got, uh, I mean, we can just look at the forwards. There's only eight teams, right? So you have Wolves and Leeds. Uh, Wolves are um, just not scoring. Uh, Huang went down with an injury. And so yeah. now it seems like he's, you know, we'll see where, where he is. It's kind of a funny one where he went down and got back up and went down and got back up and then went down a third time. And it was like, very, it was very, like very tub thumping sort of thing. Yeah, so. it was like, yeah, it was like um, uh, Mike Tyson's punch out, you know, and that, that third time was, it was, a, that was a TKO. <laughs> Did he um, have a uh, little Twitter birds like uh, fluttering over his head? Uh, when <laughs> he, had he, the uh, he had the oversized, he had the oversized, you know, cone, you know, that comes when you get the, <laughs> uh, so Bamford, I thought, Honestly, I, I didn't think he looked that great. I mean, he um, it looks like he doesn't have his legs back yet. Yeah. And so it was kind of they, they threw him out there because um, I, I suppose he was almost like a decoy. Right. Like yeah. just put him on the pitch and it draws some attention away. And I suppose it worked. I mean, your boy, Joe Gelhart. I know you're like high end Gelhart. <laughs> I love that kid. He is a total baller. And he yeah. made that goal, even though um, Rafinha was the one that that sort of broke yeah. broke the line. Had to be in the uh, right place. Yeah. Love it. I love to see it. Yeah, I have yeah. I have high hopes for Gelhard. Uh, to one day lead a team in league one. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I love when you've, you've had a couple bad game weeks and everybody it's like soccer, like uh can't, can't win it. I, I, he was dispossessed a lot today. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. it was, I will say that much because I, the I, issue with soccer. Yeah. 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 He, he, they kind of know the brief they've got and read the brief on soccer where he's going to cut in on his left and he wants to, uh, yeah, let it rip. And he was in shooting mode today and he didn't really have his passing boots on. So, yeah. you know, I think it's, you know, everyone's going to have one of those games. I trust me, like I brought socket in for a reason. He's been in good form. I'm excited to have him. I yeah. love him as a player. Really yeah. great, great, great player. Um, why wow, that was a real? You really walked that back completely. I, I don't think I've ever seen. It's like a politician. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Stay on the forward beat for a second, Brandon. Mm-hmm. When when you look at Aston Villa, there's a question that we had from Mikey Yuang about some under the radar players. I think a big one would be Danny Ings on Aston Villa. Not a player you'd necessarily want to burn a transfer on, but great on a free hit. Right. Just yeah. toss him in there. I'd rather have Ings than Jimenez. Right. I mean, even, even though I think Arsenal's defense is a lot better than Wolves, like, I, I don't know. Would I, I mean, I just threw that out yeah, there. Really I thought that you, yeah. It's, I thought yeah. you'd regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what to say about Jimenez? How does he not score? To, it's like, what's going on with him? He's doing that thing again, where he's doing back heels to nobody, you know? And it's like, it's like, he's, it's like, he's like auditioning for man city or something. I don't, I don't quite know what's going on with it. It's like, he could be a little more direct, I feel. Yeah, like. I think he has to be. And I think his it's the perennial Wolves problem of they don't really have an attacking midfield to speak of. Yeah. I mean, poor yeah. old Neves can't can't do it on his own. Yeah. Um, Does he get and, more and more beautiful every year, by the way? The long hair really does suit him. <laughs> really I got <laughs> I actually, I went to Neves's Instagram page um, <laughs> because I just wanted to see what kind of life he had. Because it was yeah. just like... If this guy's life is as beautiful as he yeah. looks on the pitch, then I, I want to see it. There was an article I read years ago when Wolves first got promoted when Jota was still there. Yeah. And it was about Neves and Jota. And they found like this, like a Portuguese cafe in Wolverhampton. Yeah. And they used to just go there and hang out and they'd have like, you know, tea or whatever, or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and just, and just hang out in this cafe all day. And I was like, God, like 
it's like my like I would just love to like just go chill with <laughs> Nevis and Jota in a Portuguese cafe. Like that just sounds fantastic. I bet the vibes would be so good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that is that is kind of like how we've come to know Wolves recently as a defensive side. That's just kind of yeah. the makeup of the squad, yeah. and it doesn't help him and that. So I I guess I don't think it's a problem with him and as I think he's just kind of adrift uh, in that number nine spot, uh, but yeah. he's on pens. You know, if, if wolves get a run at it, he'll be, uh, he'll have an opportunity. So I, I like him. And I think like a 12% ownership, I'm sure that like that's skewed toward the top one, top 100,000 managers. Uh, but I still think you're going to feel it. You're going to get a big boost if Jimenez does anything at 30. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I mean, I, even when he scored, um, just the one, you know, the one goal in the second half of game week 28, that was a big, um, that was a big mm-hmm. ranking boost. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, on the Villa question, I mean, you have, uh, Watkins is more reliable, much more likely to play 90 minutes. They play, um, a tougher defense in a big way than Arsenal, but they're also a much better attacking team. Um, I would be very surprised if, if Arsenal didn't concede a goal in that match. Um, but yeah, who, who to pick? I mean, you know, Ings, I just, it's funny because, um, I mean, you look at his stats on the, even just, I mean, honestly, just, just his returns on the Premier League website. And, um, I mean, you're looking at one goal in like 10 game weeks, you know, it's not hugely impressive, but you know, just last weekend was that Southampton match and he was brilliant in that, you know, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I mean, cause the thing about Ings and we saw this at Southampton when he was in form, he is a great passer. Like he, he just, yeah. you know, when he is like, he doesn't kind of look like it, you know, it's like, he looks like, but it's like, he really has like a, a very complete game. I feel yeah. like he can really do a lot of, a lot of different things. And so, you know, I think there's kind of a fun, it's a little bit like, like captain and Coutinho in game week 28, where it's like, you know, you play Denny Ings, good chance. He plays 70 minutes, does nothing. But it could be like a Danny Ings day, you know, where he just gets two goals and an assist. And, yeah. you know, with Ali Watkins, you're, all you're getting is a goal and a yellow card. You know, that, that's that's going to be your return. Yeah, that, that's true. That That's a guarantee. Um, God bless Philippe Coutinho coming to Aston Villa to make us talk about them again. That's, like, they, one, he one, is one. really rejuvenated, yeah. that that whole that whole. T- and honestly, Gerard, like we have not talked about him at all. Yeah. You know, I think I have like a thing about like, you know, famous players becoming managers where I just, I, I give them no benefit of the doubt. Like yeah. I always assume that they're total garbage, right. but he, you know, he did a good job in, in, um, in Scotland and yeah. seems like he's doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he seems to be going about his managerial career, uh, sort of like the right way, I guess. Yeah. Like he seems to be going to, to clubs that, that suit his temperament and he's making Rooney an impact. We talked about Rooney on the Patreon pod, Brandon, but we're, uh, we're all in on the Rune pick experiment, Brandon. I think in the years to come, we're going to see absolutely. him. Absolutely. Bring that, that man to the Premier League yeah. ASAP. The fact that I had to insult him with our old joking Rune pig line <laughs> right, tells right. you that he still has a little more, uh, you know, room to room to grow. Um, why is he a figure of fun? I, I don't know. Is it is it like a class thing? I probably, you know. It's, it's just his head. His head is just some <laughs> wild stuff. Totally it's, wild. Um, so do, right. do we want to continue yeah. the striker conversation? The we might as well. I think yeah. I think we should because you know it's it, again this is a really to me this is a a very isolated week where uh, you don't we don't have to think too far ahead because you really want to field some players for this week and uh, and then you just got to decide whether they're worth bringing in whether you're on a free hit or whether you're um, get a bird of transfer for them um, and so yeah uh, Arsenal uh, you know Lacazette I think. Um, I'm sold. I mean, I think that he's probably, I, I could see him stand on my team, maybe, you know, 
I don't want to say for the rest of the season because we have double game weeks coming up and that could change the equation a little bit. But, you know, just, you know, he's on pens and he is a really good provider of the ball. So he picks up some some easy assists. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's not, he's no, like, he does not seem to want to shoot, you know, um, but other than that, I, I really like him and, you know, and I know you, you've always liked to just to watch him play. And I feel like this is like the best version of him, the one we've seen the last few weeks. Definitely. I think he's a beautiful player. Um, the way he strikes the ball when he does shoot, I think is just off, off, awesome technique. You see how he took it. Yeah, exactly. It was all exhibited in that pen right there. So yeah, I think he it's it's as with Lacazette as with that entire Arsenal team. They have seemed to have gotten to this point where every man on the pitch right now knows exactly what their role is and they're doing it and yeah. they they look great. So like Lacazette is such a great fantasy pick just because of the the position he plays on the pitch. He's just He's going to, you know, stumble into fantasy returns. It's kind of yeah. like what we've seen the last month. Including this week. I, I would say outside of Harry Kane, I would say Lacazette is the player of the of the eight teams that play. Um, yeah. I would I would probably put Lacazette second on my if I were ranking forwards. Uh, yeah. I, I put him above uh both the villa forwards. I put him above Jimenez. Um I put him above um Tony. Um yeah. I think that I think that I would have him second. So then uh, Lester is kind of a, a unfortunately a non-starter with Vardy yep. injured. And you already mentioned that Daka and Yanacho are not in good form and they rotate. It's just yep. a bad situation for fantasy. It's a shame Vardy isn't healthy because that would have really opened up some interesting yeah. possibilities. Because they have all these these doubles to play too. But as it is, it's really, I mean, up and down, the t- like, uh, you, you know, I, I, there's really maybe Harvey Barnes, right? When you look at like just... Lester across the board. If I were on a free hit right now, I would maybe get one Lester player. Maybe I'd have zero. You know, when I when I put together my game week thirty uh, free hit, my my draft of it, uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't end up having a single Lester player in there because I just couldn't figure out who I would drop. Like I'm not going to drop Coutinho for Barnes. Like I just don't believe in him enough. You know, or that team. Yeah, um, Antonio. He comes off at the fifty first minute. Just skipping to the uh, forward options yep. for West Ham. Yep. yep. And uh, they don't really know what the situation is with him. But, uh, you know, with Antonio, there's always an injury, probably his thigh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've been yeah, skating I, on thin ice, you know, for, for a long time. It, it really is. And then then, of course, you've got Kane for Spurs. So I think it's we you can very clearly identify uh, the obvious fantasy picks here. And I think you're right, like. Aston Villa is really the uh, place you can get creative if you're trying to be different in 30. Um, yeah. And so it's amazing. We just, we ended that forward conversation so quickly because (laughs) well, yeah, long start, but then, yeah, there's really, it's, it's, yeah, there's just not a lot to, not a lot there. I mean, I feel like Kane, Laka, Tony, those are those are the three that yeah. I would that I would have. I I, t- I mean, you could go Ings or Watkins over Tony. I think that's fine. But I mean, Lester's defense is just so eminently breachable, and I would just <laughs> you know more so than Arsenal's. And yeah. so I, I would. As Tony seems like the form pick, and you know, I mean, money on a free hit of a certain on a transfer. I love Tony on a free on a free hit. I could at least see an argument for somebody else. But even on a free hit, I think I'd prefer Tony just because. Uh, yeah. He just, he seems a little more fun to me. And also like, if you're just like thinking about like, what's the optimal score for me in game week 30, 
Mm-hmm. You got to field three defenders, you, you know, on a free hit. <laughs> like you, you want to do it. And so it's like the optimal score is going to include an arsenal defender. There's kind of no way around it. So mm-hmm. if you're just thinking about like, what's the, you know, how do I max out this week? Mm-hmm. It would be for Arsenal to keep it clean. You know, what's the story of this week? That would be the best story mm-hmm. for me. It'd be Arsenal keeping a clean sheet. And, um, you know, and, and so, and the, 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 I would say that would mean that the Villa forward didn't score. So yeah. um, that's one way to look at it, I suppose. Yeah, it is. And uh, you can keep the the forward conversation brief as we did, because it's a lot about the midfield this week. Like as I have five starting across, I think, and I don't know if like the, the midfield template is probably pretty set at this point. So I feel like more than the strikers, maybe this is where we can get really yeah. different with the midfield picks and free hit. I think there are a few different ways to go. Odegaard, uh, as the, the commentary suggested today was the man of the match versus, um, versus Lester, no attacking yeah. returns for him, but he ran the show and just looked, he was oozing. He was oozing class, Josh. You know, I was thinking about this, like your love of Odegaard and your, your love of Kevin De Bruyne, Brandon, you know, and yeah. it's like, I think you have a real love of the, like, the player is just genuinely good, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, you know, like, the, like, the, like, who you could, like, you could just pick someone off the street and show them a match and be like, that guy, yeah. that's, you know, he's good, right? You know, like, I want a yeah. player with all of their stats just maxed out. Uh, and you can put them in any situation and they can yeah. football themselves out of it. It's yeah. sort of like going back to your James Bond. Mm-hmm. analogy uh i want the footballing james bond no matter what sort of predicament odegaard is in he could dribble his way out of it yeah so M- macgyver you know he like another it's an aged <laughs> right. aging example now um so yeah you know the ideal free hit team when we talked about forwards a little bit um i'll just tell you the team that i mocked up um i had uh i had kane uh Kane, Tony, and Jimenez. So I actually, I, I, at the, when I mocked this up earlier, I, I just kind of did it in a minute just, just to give myself a, a sense of what I might do. I think, um, on reflection, I think I would actually have Lacazette over, over Jimenez for, uh-huh. for game week 29. I just don't trust Wolves. I just don't trust them to score goals. I mean, even against Leeds, I just don't know, um, what kind of return I would expect in that match. Yeah. And Leeds have, despite the fact that they have not looked organized um, in terms of their attack, they have not been conceding as many goals. So I, you know, I certainly, I wouldn't, you know, I think it's fine to have him in as, uh, but I wouldn't um, have more than one Wolves, you know, midfield or forward. I just don't think it's, it's worth, you know, worth the money. This is not time for uh potence or, uh, or, or that those lot at all. No, 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 it, it's not. I, I potence had a moment in the uh, match today where he just, he got the ball and it was kind of cool and he was in space and then it was like, he just kind of like, it was like, it was like, it was like a video. Like it was like the whirring, you know, circle. It was like nothing happened. And then he just for like, like a minute, it was like, he just had the ball and nothing happened. He didn't pass it. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he moved forward and then he just got dispossessed and it was like mm-hmm. the end of the possession. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not happening right now with that Wolves midfield. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so in the midfield, I had, um, I think, a pretty template midfield. I had Saka, Son, Coutinho, Kulisevsky. Uh, I think that's probably pretty close to what a lot of people would have on a uh, on a free hit. I mean, it sort of depends on whether, you know, yeah, if you want to go five across the middle or not. I mean, so who isn't in that midfield the way I've mocked it up? I don't have, I don't have, um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have Rafinha, who I, I think is an acceptable drop. 
um uh maybe again it's that story of the game week thing right where it's like yeah the best if he hit, hits the if he hits the bar uh if he if he scores a goal instead of hitting the bar multiple times uh God, then maybe true. he's and it, yeah, automatically in this free hit that was so painful and, and there was a whiff in there too hey like uh <laughs> it was, it was I a wasn't gonna go match. there yeah yeah so um yeah i think you know three spurs is a is a, is a certainty i suppose just because it is so hard to find players that you want for game week 30, you could make an argument for dropping a Kulisevsky for a Doherty or, um, or a Reggion, if you want to, you know, like somebody like that and just, you know, um, and, and, you know, and then, then open that freeze up midfield spot and kind of solves your, your defensive spot, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, because I mean, looking at my defense right now, it's just a mess, right? I mean, I've got, We've got Ben White. I mean, I, which Arsenal defender to pick? I mean, it's like Gabriel, maybe he's got a little more potential to score in a header, perhaps. I mean, yeah. Ben White almost scored a back heel goal today, Brandon. Of a- <laughs> yeah, and he 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 lashed uh, he lashed that shot at um at Schmeichel that was ultimately parried to Partey, which resulted in the pen. And I was just like, oh, ah. Ben, if you would just just, yeah. just put that ball in the net, then, uh, you know, we'd be yeah. flying high right now. He's getting yeah. closer and closer. I'm not convinced yeah. that he'll ever score still. but No, you know. but he has been getting closer and closer. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, yeah, did he get it? it would, that late... No, no, it wasn't. I was trying to remember that. Remember that late goal when Arsenal scored in the box, like late in a match, and I think Gabriel got credit for the assist. I think Ben White was was one who shot the ball into the box, and yeah. then yeah, yep. Gabriel. Yeah, uh, Martinelli is a fun player. He would be a fun player if you want to be a little different on your on your free hit. I think that Martinelli would be. He gets subbed a little bit. That's the one the one issue with him. Um, I, I I'd be I'll be interested to see if he. Um, if he starts the midweek match against Liverpool, he probably does. Uh, but Smith Rowe is probably due for a start. So that, that could happen. And maybe that makes Martinelli a little riskier. So anyway, so if I, if I did that, if I, if I dropped Kulisevsky and brought in, um, let's say Matt Doherty, then, um, and I'd probably, if I were to do that, I'd probably add, oh, man, you know, it's funny. You can't really do that. I was going to say I'd add a second Spurs defender to my bench, but you can't do that because you got Kane no. and Sana that gives you a three. So it is a little tricky because I think it, it'll be Spurs' third match in a week, and so we could see some rotation in either midweek or or the the weekend game. So you could opt for a really safe Spurs option. The only problem with that is it feels like chickening out because in the Conte system, those wingbacks are basically midfielders, right? Yeah. Like they get so far forward, and so you really do want to have one of them. You know, I mean, Reggian probably. I don't know. They have a lot of options there. So Reggian might just get, you know, the yeah. start at midweek and this weekend, just because they don't really have anyone else who can play there. Right. Um, Cause, uh, Sassanian's yeah. injury, he's currently looking to come back after game week 30, like in, in early a- April, the scan was a muscular problem says Ben Dennery's website. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll see him after the international break. So Reggian is pretty much, he's as you out. say, nailed. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Tom Hagen, he's out. So, um, that's a little Godfather reference for you there, Brandon. Um, so I've got Ben White, Punches Jansen, Romaine says Aaron Cresswell, Maddie Cash. That's my, I don't, I don't even like any of them. Like, I don't, I don't really want any of these players in on a, on a free hit. I would rather field zero defenders, honestly. Like I, I'm just not in love with any of this lot. So yeah. let's say I, I go that route. If I, if I, if I drop Kulisevsky, I suppose 
I would have Rafinha. I would opt for Rafinha over uh, over Harvey Barnes. I mean, that one's like a flip a coin. I mean, maybe Harvey yeah. Barnes is a slightly better option just because um, Brentford um, are are worse um, than than than, yeah. than Wolves. Um, but it's uh, but I don't yeah. feel good about anyone on, on Leicester. You know. I don't know. I'm with you. I think that Lester Brentford one is is hard to uh, predict of of these four matches. Perhaps the hardest to predict, yeah, you know, just what the flow of the game is going to be. Now it's probably yeah. it feels like a one nil either way. Uh, but um, yeah, but yeah, I like Rafinha. Just he feels like there's just a more of a more of an a higher ceiling for Rafinha than Harvey Barnes. Yeah, I. I I think so too, despite the fact that he never seems to reach it. it it's like, it's always <laughs> yeah. there. As it's a, very yeah, theoretical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was good to see him, you know, going for it today. I mean, again, I, I talked about this on Twitter earlier today. Uh, nine goals and three assists for, for Rafinha for a 6.5 million midfielder. He's, he's been terrific. Like there's no, you know, it's a little bit like, um, you know, what happened with, uh, with Manuel Dennis where, um, you know, it's like Denny, whatever. And, you know, it's like, you know, once once a player starts to do really well, it just ratchets up the expectations so high sure. that suddenly you get very disappointed in a five or six million player when really <laughs> well, they're yeah. just they're, you know, outperforming their price. FPL brain is the, the key word is more. It's always yeah. more, more, more. It is yeah. uh, Mo Salah scoring 27 points on a triple captaincy yeah. and nobody's happy. <laughs> because it should have been more. It, <laughs> that's 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 just what you want. You're that's, never happy when your captain when your captain gets their first return. You're you're somewhat happy when they get their second return of the game week. <laughs> um, but you're then suddenly all you can look for is the third return because you want yeah. more. That's true. It, it's really it's a certain type of person that enjoys this, right? It's a, <laughs> yeah, sick, a sick <laughs> yeah. person. So the way that I've mocked it up, I have uh, Saiz and Saw would be my two defenders. If, if I think that the real version of Leeds is closer to the th- version we saw the two weeks before than the version we saw against Norwich yeah. at home today, then I feel like Wolves have a pretty decent chance of keeping a clean sheet. And I think you could actually make a really bold argument if you were on a free hit and have three Wolves defenders and really try to go for it. And, you know, I think, I think, I think you could maybe get away with it. It'd make for a very white knuckle Friday night, Brandon, watching that match, you know, but I think, I think you could probably get away with it. And if I did that, then just to advance my little narrative here, I suppose I would go with Harvey Barnes just to be um, a little different. It feels weird to have three Wolves defenders and then have a Leeds player on my free hit team attacking them, you know, to, to that point about the triple wolves defense we got a question from chancer dan who says i'm on free hit and mulling over whether to go all in on certain teams e.g triple wolves defense or yep. spread the risk and have a piece of everyone what would you do so i feel like i tend to be the uh hedge hedger of bets yeah and I, I tend to like to diversify the risk or to find um if, if, as we think, Josh, like there might be only one or two clean sheets out there, it's going to be easier to try and get a little piece of everything to find a little bit of one of those clean sheets as opposed to gambling, going all in on one particular clean sheet. So that that's yeah. my general stance, which is conser- it's it's a conservative approach, I think. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good week to consider 
being pretty bold though. And the reason why is I don't really know what we're going to expect, right? Outside of, outside of the, um, outside of having a multiple, as many Spurs players as you can jam into your team, right? Like, I feel like, you know, like you said before, I mean, that, that Brentford Leicester match, it's, it's an unknown, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's, it's an unknown quantity. Like we just don't really know. And it's like, so you could spread things around. You could just end up with nothing across the board, you know, or you can end up with, with like, you know, two points and five and whatever, mm-hmm. like just a bunch of t- tiny returns. And if you're going to do that, then like try to gamble on the one outcome that seems the most likely. And I think Wolves, you know, backslid a little bit. We talked about in last week's pop, but they, mm-hmm. whatever they did to right the ship, uh, maybe just play inferior play teams, you know? Yeah. <laughs> play him and as, uh, but I mean, well, you know, leads have not been great either. Right. And so, um, so, but I, you know, their defense had previously been quite good. Um, they've kept back to back clean sheets. Um, you know, I, I just feels like that's maybe an idea is just to like yeah. trust the one thing that we, feel reasonably okay with, which is that sure. I don't see leads. Con- or I don't see wolves conceding many goals, if any on Friday. So I'm going to lean into that and, and try yeah. to field, you know, three wolves, um, defenders. Yeah. All right, Brandon, we've been talking a long time and this game week 30 hit pod. Let's take a quick break. We'll get back and we're going to answer some more questions. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Barbara, back. A couple more questions about game week 30. I mean, it's really... Uh, as you sort of mentioned at the top of the pot, it's, it's a very tricky one to talk about because everyone's kind of in a different place, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have the, talk a lot about the free hit on this week's pod, but you know, neither you or I have a free hit this weekend, you know? And so mm-hmm. we, we're trying to do that for the, for the people, Brandon, you know, but there's the other people <laughs> yeah. who don't have one. Yeah. And you know, I did just a couple of questions for you that I, that I, that I think we've kind of answered, but I just want to kind of mm-hmm. lay it out cleanly for us here, which is, you know, uh, how many hits are too many for this game week? Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think broadly, I don't think hits are bad, but if for game week 30, I feel like hits for midfielders and forwards, no hits for defenders or goalkeepers. Yeah. And even the ones for midfielders and forwards, I'd be, I'd be a little careful about because I don't see a lot of likely like sort of measurable outcomes. Kulisevsky, obviously son Kane, those are, you know, Kane, you probably would can't brought him in. That seems like a hit that's worthwhile, you know? So yeah. it's like, there's only a few players that I would really consider. And again, it's, it'd be more, it'd be more player specific than coverage specific. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, a question that I've seen a couple of people ask was, you know, if you have a free hit in hand, do you save it or use it for later? Now, obviously it depends. Uh, if you have six players for this game week, yeah. I'd probably just use the free hit, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, just gamble a little bit and and hope that um, you can score twenty five more points than all us suckers. You know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, we're I, I I guess like it's somewhat downbeat tone as we look at the game week thirty fixtures, but I do still think like if you have the opportunity to field of like your perfect choice full starting eleven in game week thirty. Yeah, you have the potential, even if it is a low scoring game week, to outscore a lot of people 
by by twenty ish points. Yeah, and I think that's you know if you were going to play it later, um, I mean think you know think is if you're going to play it later, you're you know trying to maximize a double game week. There's no guarantee that the players you bring in are a lot different than what we're all just going to have already. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially if it's, you know, if it's one of these like the Liverpool double or Man City's double, um, you know, you may not be actually that different when it comes down to you can only field 11 players in a free hit. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, it feels like maybe this is the week when you could really have a, a slightly different team than everybody else. Um, it, it is tricky for sure. Um, but I think there's there are enough midfield and forward options to make it worthwhile. Um, it's it's just that forward line that you've got to re- I mean, the, the defensive line that you've got to yeah. be careful. But Jose saw, by the way, my opinion, the best keeper. We didn't talk about keepers. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Just like given our our favoring of the Wolves defense, uh, they're playing at home. If Leeds have a bad day and they've had many recently yeah. and that that definitely could be a clean sheet for them. Yeah. Um. The other question is, do you need to field a full 11? I feel like we pretty much come down on that, and we yeah. think nine is probably fine. Yeah, I'll have nine and uh, no goalkeeper. It's it's going to be an open goal in my team the, the entire time. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but then you like the idea there is you just hope that one or two of your attacking players really hit. And if they do, and if maybe it's one of you know your slightly lower owned attackers, maybe it's a Kulishevsky or a, um, or a Jimenez, or um, then you're great. You're in really good shape, and you don't need the cover of those missing defenders to balance out the team. It's really like the full eleven just helps you know accommodate you when you're having a bad week so looks good (laughs) you know like it looks better (laughs) yeah Yeah. if you're all about symmetry visually then (laughs) yeah yeah, full 11 is gonna suit you yeah having those blanks is always a a painful thing um one question that we haven't talked too much about something i've thought about is you know who plays in game week 30 that also has good fixtures later right so if you want to make a transfer with with future game weeks in mind um, you know, this is the one area where Ivan Tony is slightly less appealing because <laughs> yeah, uh, they that's why of, I like the free yeah. hit here, Josh, because yeah. y- y- transferring in players from some of these teams like Leicester and Brentford, these teams are not good. Despite, you know, Brentford having a couple of good weeks, I don't believe that they're going to keep up this form, especially when the fixtures get tougher for them. Yeah, there are a lot of players that we're talking about that I don't want to have long term. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why Spurs feel so good in game week 30 because these, you know, Spurs feel like, you know, the Conte system is starting to take hold. Kane's form is peaking. That all feels good. So you're bringing in these Spurs players for a longer term. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, some of the, like, Leicester have some appeal, even fixtures aside, because they have the double. But as we talked about already, I don't have a beat on them. I can't figure out who I'd actually want to have. You know, I mean, Harvey Barnes has his moments, but, yeah. you know, I mean, he and Matt, Madison too, but Madison's been in and out of the lineup, as is Barnes, honestly. Yeah. Um, Tielemans, but, like, it's just not fun to bring in Tielemans. Like, I don't want to start Tielemans every week, you know? <laughs> yeah, neither does Brendan Rodgers, apparently, because he's he's been yes. out of the system. <laughs> Yeah. So like, yeah, who do, you know, there's, there's really like, it's just hard to pick somebody. If Jimmy Vardy were healthy, then sure. He'd be, he'd be the one, maybe he will be later on when they have to, when they finally make up some of these, some of these fixtures that, you know, that need to be made up still. So, um, you know, so what, what makes it tricky is that some of the teams that the best fixtures are actually, um, Leeds who, um, after the Wolves match play Southampton, Watford, Crystal Palace and three of the next four, uh, Southampton, Watford, both 
and no, Southampton's at home. Watford's Watford's away. Uh, but so they they have a you know decent run. Um, Spurs, as you mentioned, um, they have um, they have a really good run. I think Arsenal's isn't bad. Um, yeah, Palace, Brighton, Southampton, the next three. Man United, even in 34. I mean, I think there were sort of the point now where Man United defensively, at least, is kind of mm-hmm. um, that was a real Ronaldo. First time his name has been said on the podcast today, Brandon, but <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, yeah. you go to the Premier League stats table, Brandon, the mm-hmm. data, you know, the, the, the who are the top forwards right now? You'll be shocked to find out it is Ronaldo first and Harry Kane second finally happened took 30 weeks incredible yeah yep yeah hat trick will do that i think he was like so what is he on 11 goals now for the premier league season i think i think so i think he's tied with uh no he's on 12 now so he did he did jump ahead because tony was the first player to score 10 uh which happened on saturday and then he scored an 11th late yeah but then ronaldo overtook him with with the hat trick well good on ronaldo he looked great like it was the best match he'd played in I think in this second spell with Man United, he looked terrific. Yeah, he so, just needs yeah. to uh, ghost on his team, uh, yeah. you know, before one of the most important fixtures in the <laughs> calendar, and then yeah. and then everything's right again. That was a fun match, by the way. Even fantasy aside, I really enjoyed um, Man United Spurs. I thought that was a pretty a pretty pretty fun game. I um, I missed yeah. that match because I was attending the. New York City FC home opener at Yankee Stadium. And of yep. course, people will say, and I agree with them, it's the most American thing to go watch a football game in a baseball stadium and have your view obstructed by a foul pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a great time, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. NYC has got some great uh, Brazilian players. They scored some amazing goals against uh, Montreal. It was a good game. So good on you, New York yeah. City. Well, it was it was an excellent match. It's worth watching, uh, if only to see uh, kind of a, the. There's just a lot of drama in the game, and uh, they, you had the Maguire own goal, and then you had Romero from Spurs, literally like bending down into his face after the own goal and saying like ha ha ha, <laughs> like into Maguire's yeah. face. Yeah, that's not going to come back to haunt you ever. Yeah, exactly. And then of course, Ronaldo gets the last laugh later with the uh, with the hat trick goal and redeems Maguire, who just is having his. Uh, uh, a year oh, to forget for what sure. A nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in a way, I don't know that outside of Spurs and Arsenal, the obvious players that you want anyway, I don't really see like a, like a, an easy move here where it's like, Oh, I'm just going to bring this. I suppose Rafinha, if you wanted to, to go that route, but I think the week, the, his game week 30 matches, the weakest of the lot when it comes to yeah. his FA matches. So it makes him less appealing and, and Lester. I'm just sort of staying away from. So, um, that brings us to, Final question here, Brandon, which is how would you rank the game week 30 captaincy options? Mm, Harry Kane's got to be top. I think he'll be sure. among people who own him uh, heavily captained. So I think yeah. in your position, Josh, you won't have Kane. Does that by default put you on a sun captaincy? Yeah, it does. I mean, I hope he gets a new pair of boots because he slipped and <laughs> fell like nine times yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's Sun. Let's see. My vice captain right now is on Lacazette. So I don't know. I mean, the, the it's kind of like outside of those two. I mean, if you really want to be different and crazy. I mean, Kulisevsky. It's like I still want to go Spurs. You know, like there's really yeah. I mean, Kulisevsky, if you really wanted to go nuts, that guy looks incredible every second he's on the pitch. I mean, he's just, he looks like a real talent. And so yeah. I think he is, is a, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, he's he's like a player that like it would be an off the radar pick if he didn't have, you know, if he didn't want to go Kane or Son, but yeah. not like I don't see his I don't know. I feel like I could see him getting an attacking return in that match. Like I don't I, you know, I don't I don't think it's a match where Kane and Son both get, you know, 15 to 18 points and he ends up on yeah. two. You know, like if there's a bunch of goals in that match, he's going to be in the goals as well. Oh, this is something that Kulishevsky has offered that I don't think Lucas Mora had really ever offered, even on his best days, uh, is always the Kane and Son show. It's always yeah. just like the two of them. Yeah. And Kulishevsky seems to have rounded out this triumvirate, and now yeah. they are are splitting the points with him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like the days of it just being Kane and Son uh, each getting braces are, are maybe a thing of the past. Yeah, although now I want to see an image of Kane and Son wearing braces, you know? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just to prove braces. me wrong. No, yeah, I just want to see a bit of each getting braces like at the orthodontist. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, yeah, I think um, I'll just to throw a fun one in there, uh, if you want to be really different, um, Christian Erickson uh, or Ivan Tony. I mean, Erickson, congratulations to him getting the, in the attacking returns. And, yes, the goal know, is coming well. and it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, so it is like low key, just him playing for Brentford. You know, it's like a weird thing, isn't it? He was playing for Inner yeah. like a year ago. You know, yeah. it's like a. I mean, obviously he had the terrible, um, you know, the terrible heart injury, but um, yeah. or whatever, you know, heart problem. And yeah, um, yeah. so um, great to see him back. though. that's awesome, awesome story. So Brent, it really I, is. Yeah. I've got my vice. I've got my vice captaincy on Jimenez right now. I think that it, of course changes yeah. when I bring. Uh, Kane in, but I think that speaks yeah. to you having a vice on Laka, me on Jimenez. It's yeah. kind of a shooter's choice with forwards. I think yeah. it um, it's hard to say what the clear cut, you know, differential captaincy option is, but yeah. I think you have an opportunity to be different and to go with a gut call here. I think the stakes are um, the stakes are interesting in game week thirty if you're chasing because uh, I. I I don't see this as going to be like a super high scoring game week. So yeah, um, I don't think you have to be that different. It's another reason why a minus 12 or something that just doesn't make sense this week. You're just not going to make those points back up in the, in the game week. Um, all right. Well that, that, that's it, Brandon. It's a funny, it's a funny old game week coming ahead. Uh, watch the matches, enjoy some FA cup, get a, you know, get a, take a break from, from fantasy. And then, and then we all get two weeks off. And I think it's, a, again, it's, it feels like a real reset at, at that moment. So, um, good luck to everybody this weekend. Uh, remember not to, um, yeah, don't just don't overinvest in game week 30. Um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's kind of a weird one. And sometimes, you know, the weird ones, they off, they, op- they open up opportunities sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like we're in a situation now where most people are going to have the five or six, Arsenal and Spurs players that you'd want, you know? And so it doesn't feel like, I don't know. I'm not seeing like massive, massive points gaining opportunities here. It feels like right. more like, like you're saying kind of, you know, yeah. um, you know, maybe have a couple differentials and I think you're right, right. right. Of course. All right. So that's a wrap on game week 30. The, the game still have yet to be played, of course, but if you want to uh, support me and Josh, visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating uh, many tiers of support there and you'll get more FPL content in return, including an ad free bonus podcast each week, uh, access to our Slack chat, uh, the Dean's list manager of the month and more patreon.com slash always cheating. Speaking of Patreon, Josh, can you thank our producers? I will. Yes. 
Thank you to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, The Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, David Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg Skogang, Paul, Andy Portlock, sorry, Andy, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostell, Anton Markoff, at FPL Merch, Kara Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Yuang, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Madria, Ron Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yunos, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Colin Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Paxway, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Volger, Paulson, Kruger, Jazz Bidding, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and our newest producer patron, Zerkan. Wow, nice one. Mar- I think Martin Ospeth got the uh, best name read there. So congratulations, Martin. <laughs> um, if Patreon's not your bag, but you want to support us, uh, it helps us a lot. If you want to give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify makes rating us five stars so easy. So that's an easy thing that you can do for us. Follow us on Twitter where uh, we're most active. You can catch Josh on uh, Twitter a lot. At Hail Cheaters is where you do that. Uh, all this information and more is uh, at alwayscheating.com. And I stress and more, Josh. Just What's your favorite thing that you can discover at alwayscheating.com? Wow. that's a, Well, I mean, our shop is there, Brandon. Are you a shop and, guy? Yeah. Well, we got what's lots your, of great things. It, it just <laughs> for entertainment alone, it's kind of fun to look at the shop because you, you can find all our original, you know, slogans, bus team and yeah. uh, others. I don't know. <laughs> bus team, bus team and others. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have more, uh, but of course I'm forgetting them all now. So yeah. Right on. All right. I'm wishing you luck in game week 30, Josh. And I wish everybody out there listening. Yeah. Any last words? No, I'm wishing, I'm wishing you luck as well, Brandon. And uh, yeah. Hail, hail Bikani. And um, yeah. Um, how are you? I guess that's, and make fantasy fun again, Brandon. Those are all, those are all things that feature on the website. I had to go there to double check everything. <laughs> but yes, jog your memory yeah. and be reminded of our beloved M. Bikani. No signs of Quadro Poku at Yankee stadium this weekend, but, um, his spirit lives on. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Have a great week. Um, let's go Michigan state, the NCAA tournament. They play Friday night. If you want to root on Josh Landon and Brandon Kelly's, I was going to say club in our college. Yeah, go green. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.